Today we will be discussing She-Hulk, Season 1, Episode 2, titled Superhuman Law. Alright y'all, so I hope everybody has had a wonderful holiday celebration. Um, Before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to my girl Latoya. So, she's got this YouTube page and she's doing something super special over there, okay? So, one of her baby girls has autism. And so she is chronicling her journey and providing very helpful tips and um, I don't want to say tricks, but helpful tips on how to navigate the whole process, like from helping get diagnosed to helping get treatment to insurance, like just the whole nine, y'all. She's super duper helpful on her um, YouTube page. It's called Pieces of Lily. So P-I-E-C-E-S of L-E-L-E, y'all. Y'all go check her out. She's super duper dope, y'all. All right. So I hope everybody has had a wonderful day. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. So the show opens with all the news anchors reporting on what happened in the courtroom between supervillain Titania and She-Hulk, aka Jen. Okay. So she's getting ready to go in the bar with Nikki and she can hear them chanting, She-Hulk, She-Hulk, She-Hulk before they enter right and so she's like what the world is going on I know that is not for me and Nikki was like yes girl that is for you go ahead and give them what they want and so she was like I don't understand how they came up with that stupid name She-Hulk so y'all they came up with the name because this guy was getting interviewed of course he had to be black (laughs) but he was nice about it so he was getting interviewed y'all and they just kind of came up with the name while the guy was giving the interview like a she-hulk that's how he described her and so the name just kind of stuck and so she's like oh my god I can't believe this like this is the dumbest name okay and so she decides to give him what they came to see and of course she hulks up right so she's getting all this love and admiration from the crowd when she goes in but her male colleague Dennis is hella jealous and thinks that she purposefully showed off her powers in court to garner all this attention right and so she was like you know what I feel like being a superhero is either for narcissists or for billionaires okay it's just not for me I work really hard to get where I am I mean just look at the amount of debt that she's racked up for going to law school like (laughs) she wants to do the right thing by society So next thing you know, her boss comes in to have a word with her in private, y'all. And y'all already know what that means. That can only go two ways, okay? Either you getting a raise or you getting a boot. But before he talks to her, he asks her, can she kind of go back to being Jim? Because when she's in Hulk mode, she's twice his size. (laughs) So she was like, oh, yeah, that. (laughs) And so she finally goes back down to fun size. I call it fun size. So she goes back down to fun size, y'all. And as soon as she does, I guess she must have forgot about the alcohol metabolism thing. Because as soon as she goes back down, y'all, she falls to the floor in a drunken stupor. (laughs) She immediately becomes drunk, okay? (laughs) And so he tells her that they declared the case a mistrial. But it was kind of leaning in her favor because, I mean, she did save their lives after all. And so he was like, you know what, like, you cool, you did a great job, but because of your Hulk status, now you've become a liability to the firm, basically, so I gotta let you go. 
And she was like, what? Like her whole world just like, I bet you she sobered up pretty quick as soon as she said that. Or as soon as she heard that. My question is, can he at least cut her a nice little severance check for her troubles? Because, I mean, she did save all the people's lives. And um, she was going to win the case. But we just never got back around to it before you let me go. So you might as well cut the girl a check. So we fast forward a little bit and see that it's a, uh, it's truly a struggle, y'all, for her to find a law firm that will be able to handle who she is, which I honestly think would be a plus if I were working in that field. But that's just my opinion. So she and Nikki are chilling when she receives a text from her mom about family dinner. And she was like, oh, shoot, like this ain't good. Like family dinner is cool, but not after I done been fired. This could be disastrous or maybe not. Because when she gets there, dad, you know, tells her that he's already gotten everybody in the loop about her job situation. So nobody should be hassling her about what happened on the job. So for the most part, family dinner goes off without a hitch, presumably, or I guess in our eyes, it's, I'm pretty sure she's irked to the core because they keep asking her all of these questions regarding like her, you know, superpowers and stuff. I wonder how Bruce felt <laughs> when they did this <laughs> or did he even give them an opportunity before he ran off? So, of course, a cousin gloats about his promotion at Best Buy. Y'all, he's now the manager. OK, he making moves. OK, so watch out because he going to get a new name tag. <laughs> and then her mom has given out her number to some random some random dude that has aspirations to be a superhero. And she was like, mama, please stop giving out my number to all these random people. I don't know these folks. Tell them to quit calling me. And her dad wants to know what in the world happens to Hawkeye's wings. Like, how does he put them things away when he ready to go to sleep? <laughs> so eventually, you know, I guess maybe he reads the expression on her face. She's just like super overwhelmed um, with everybody just constantly coming at her. For her abilities it's kind of like a celebrity status almost you know and so her dad makes the excuse that he needs her help with something and when she comes downstairs to like the basement or the garage or whatever he you know just wants to do a mental check-in with her and she was like you know what it's really rough like I'm having a hard time trying to find a job because of who who I am and how the media portrays me this that and the third and so she's just you know really venting about her issues and he encourages her that although she may be having a tough time right now of finding employment, this too shall pass, okay? She's still among the living, and at least it's out now, okay? So now she can finally live in her truth, and everybody knows who she is. So we'll see what happens. So she's at the bar when this guy, Mr. Holloway, comes up wanting to extend a job offer to her for a new division that they're actually going to be opening up pretty soon within the law firm. And so Mr. Holloway was one of the ops, y'all, okay? But now he wants her to come work for him? Without hesitation, she accepts the job, okay? Because she needs the money. <laughs> and so she was like, okay, cool. I'll take the job, but only if I can hire my own paralegal because that's non-negotiable. He was like, okay, cool, whatever. I really don't care. Report to the office first thing Monday morning. Yes, she's back, baby. <laughs> So he tells her, you know, that they've recently started a superhuman division once she shows up to work on Monday. Because apparently all these superhumans are coming out the woodworks and he wants her, well, She-Hulk, to be the face of the division. So when she's at working in a courtroom, he wants her to be She-Hulk, not Jennifer, starting now. 
And she was like, what? Wait, right here? And he was like, yeah. So as they're walking through the law firm to get to her office, y'all, everybody, including her and the rest of her colleagues, they're all thrown off as she's walking through there because they weren't expecting her to come in and she hug, okay? And so understandably, she's upset because now she realizes that this is probably the only reason she got hired in the first place. And of course, she doesn't want everyone side-eyeing her because of her abilities. You know, she worked and studied just as hard as everyone else did to receive her degree. But Nikki is in the office and she's waiting on her and she's like, girl, look at this view. Like she tries to show her the upside. Like we got a nice corner office. Look at this very chic, expensive desk. We got a, a fully stocked mini fridge. Like this is the life. Okay. And so maybe Nikki might be right about it. Okay. She just got to warm up to it. So she ends up getting introduced to this guy named Pugs who is also a part of the division and he's come bearing gifts. He made her a very nice gift basket. Like it was really nice. Um, his mama raised him right. And so um, she says that she receives her first assignment and y'all is quite the doozy. Okay. So Mr. Holloway actually wants her to handle the parole of Emil Blonsky, AKA abomination. And this is a very high profile case. So, you know, ain't no room for error. So she lets him know that she doesn't feel comfortable taking the case because of the conflict of interest that it presents. Mainly because he tried to kill her cousin, Bruce. And Mr. Holloway was like, you know what? Emil is very aware of the familiar ties that you have to Bruce. And that's why he specifically requested that you represent him. And... He's even signed a conflict of interest waiver. That's dedication. So, I mean, even though he tells her all of that, she's still very uncomfortable about the whole situation. And he was like, look, either you take this, you take this case, or you don't have a job. At least go meet him and see what you think. So, I mean, she doesn't really have a choice anyway. So she goes to go see him. But she has to go back to fun size before she can enter. Okay, there's no superhuman powers allowed inside. And so apparently he's so dangerous that as they're walking to go meet up with him, the security guard is giving her the do's and don'ts. And he even has her sign a waiver and give her emergency contact, you know, for just in case purposes. <laughs> and so... When she walks in, she's very surprised to see him in human form. I guess she was thinking the worst like we all were. And he informs her that he's done a complete 180 with both his physical and spiritual states. Okay, he's no longer abomination unless it's requested by the U.S. government. So I say, what? By the government? And he's got a few pen pals to also keep him mentally grounded. Okay, so he's good for now. He does admit to trying to kill Bruce, but he also blames that on the government because the government apparently gave him some type of serum, which caused him to like go ape shit and wreak havoc on the city of Harlem and then hurt Bruce too. He was completely unaware of, you know, how out of control the situation was until it was over. And so he apologizes to her. He says that he was sent on a mission to take out a threat. That's what the government told him he was doing. And him being the highly decorated vet that he was, he was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, I'm going to go do this mission. I'm going to be the good guy. 
but he had no idea that he was going to be labeled the bad guy when he accepted the mission in the first place. And so he just wants to, you know, get out and live off the land that his pen pals done purchased. Y'all, he got seven of them, okay? And these seven women have become like sister wives to him and have purchased this little plot of land for him. I'm done with it. But at least he got some love, okay? Everybody needs love. And so she was like, you know what? I think about taking your case. I think about it. So she calls Bruce and wants to talk to him about the case before she accepts it. And of course she's rambling and he can't even get a word in, you know, to say okay or not okay. And then once she takes a breath, he was like, you know what, I understand. But it sounds like you've already accepted the, you know, that you're going to take the job. And she was like, I was just calling to basically tell you that I've accepted the job. And he was like, it's okay. Like, it's cool. Like, all of that stuff that happened between us, that was ages ago. And, I mean, it helped because he wrote a nice apology letter to me. So, we good in my book. Go ahead and take the job. Good luck. And so, he congratulates her on the new job and the nickname and she calls her boss to give him the good news, right? And so he was like, yeah, that's cool and all. Like, I'm glad you decided to take the job. But before you get too excited, you might want to check out the news. So, y'all, she turned on the news. What about Abomination is on camera doing some MMA stuff in the damn octagon? <laughs> so apparently he done escaped prison and was found and recorded in some underground fight club, y'all. I'm done with it. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Y'all, the episode was super quick. I love it. It's cute. It's cute. I see where it's going. You know, she's building her character. She's trying to give some of the bad ones the not so bad rep. You know, he had a he had a transformation. Okay. So she's just trying to get them off. But y'all let me know what y'all think. I really liked that episode. It was cute. Um, let me know what you think you can meet me. Oh, <laughs> I can't talk today. You can reach me at me you TV reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, you can also reach me at my TV reviews podcast at gmail.com without the S on the end of podcast. Um, that's all I got for you guys. I'm going to come back in about 10 minutes. I got to go check on my, um, <laughs> my pizza rolls and my fries. <laughs> Y'all know I love to eat. So um, I'll be back in about 10 minutes. So until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.